everybody! We have another killer episode for you today. We have Courtney from The Ghoul Guide Instagram and TikTok. She was so much fun and had such interesting stories. She is a paranormal investigator and haunted travel blogger. So yeah, just tons to talk about. So I hope you enjoy. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, Meg here. Super excited for my guest. Today we have Courtney of The Ghoul Guide. She has a really cool Instagram and TikTok and we will definitely leave all that info in the description, but let's get started. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Hi. Hi, I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you could be here today. It's going to be I'm fun. I'm so excited for having me. Heck yeah. And um, so we always ask our guests the same question. And it's when it comes to the paranormal, where do you see yourself? Are you totally in or are you like a skeptic? Where do you find that? So I like to say that I'm kind of all in. I, I know that, there, that there's ghosts out there. I, I know it in my heart. It's always going to be like that. But I do, I do have some skepticism in me. It's kind of healthy sure. to be like a paranormal investigator and have that sense of skeptic still in you. Right. So it's, you know, just to like debunk and everything. But yeah, that's kind of like where I stand. I love that. I feel like that a lot of the investigators I have have that where um, they're skeptical, but boy, do they want to prove it? You know, <laughs> like they're out there looking for that evidence, which is awesome. I love it. Um, and you know, I, I would think it's interesting what got you into the paranormal world. So the paranormal has like always been this like underlying constant in my life. I've grown up with it. I've been around cemeteries all my life. There's just been this like weird, morbid curiosity to me. But what really got me into the paranormal was when I was like six or seven, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I saw a face in the bottom of my window and there was no way it could be real because I was on the second floor and there was no way to get to the window. So I remember being absolutely terrified. I, you know, just ran out of my bed and I just like cowered in the corner. And I remember like peeking around to like, make sure it was, it was gone. And that night it was gone. I just like jumped back into bed and like put the covers over my head until, until it was morning, pretty much. But I never really told anyone that story until I started like getting with the Google guide. Right. Because part of me didn't believe that happened. Sure. Like, I knew that happened. Um, I, I couldn't explain it, but I knew that happened. And after all these years, it was still this weird moment that like popped up in my head. So yeah, that like what is what really got me into it. And then once the paranormal TV shows came on, yeah. like Ghost Hunters and like Scariest Places on Earth and Fear. Mm-hmm. I just went all in and it's been, it's been nothing but paranormal sense. That's awesome. Have you, well, this face is pretty scary. Have you seen that ever again? Was this a, in your childhood home? Yes, this is in my childhood home, uh, but I've never seen it again. However, like two, maybe like three years now. I don't know. My time is so screwed up. From <laughs> sure, <yeah>. everything. <laughs> I remember standing in my parents' house and I was in the living room and it it looked like this huge translucent like shadow figure in a sense. 
walked out of my parents' bedroom and down the little hallway that goes right to the bathroom. And I just remember standing there like, the hell was that? And <laughs> my mom came out of the back room and she was like, you look like you just saw a ghost. I'm like, I, I did. I did. I saw a ghost. <laughs> and I was like, please tell me dad is still in the bedroom or he's in the bathroom. Right. She's like, no, he's laying down in the bedroom. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, wow. Do, do your parents see ghosts there or is it just you? Uh, they haven't said that they've seen anything, but they definitely hear things. Okay. Um, they can like hear like the creaking of the floorboards, like upstairs. And if someone was like upstairs, um, I know at one time I heard like someone was going down the stairs and there's like distinct creaking because it's an old house and it sounded like they went down the stairs and like around the corner when I was home alone in the house. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Is it like, is your house like an older house? Does it have a lot of history to it? It, it really doesn't. It oh, was pretty much, e- it was pretty much just like a home my grandparents built, but in my backyard, there is a like a highway, like a sure. little throughway type of thing. And at the very end of my street is this massive cemetery that spans for a mile mm. down the street. So I always thought that like the people who were like popping in and making themselves known were they were either people in our family or they were just like transient souls wandering around from either the cemetery or just because of the liminal liminal space right. that we have going through us and with the throughway, but yeah, nothing like sense. it's been nothing like scary, like nothing like terrifying has happened. Just like a few things. That's it's good. Just like, okay, That's enough. <laughs> and are you still based out of Buffalo, New York? Mm-hmm. That's so funny. So like two episodes ago, I did an episode on the Iron Island Museum. Have you ever been there? I love that place. I haven't been there in probably like 10 years. Okay. It was like one of the first spots I really investigated and Mm -hmm. I probably investigated there maybe four times, but it's somewhere I, yeah, it's somewhere where I definitely want to go. Like that place is, is creepy. Yeah, because there was um the the Buffalo Bills went ghost hunting there one year, and and my guest was a big Buffalo Bills fan. Did they? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh yeah. my god, I would have paid so much money to see that. <laughs> I'll send you the link because there is a link to it. It's very funny. Um, did you have any like spooky experiences while you were there that you recall? Um, I remember getting my hair like lightly tugged on, oh. like the very tips of it, mm-hmm. and the one that like the one moment that kind of like takes up the entire time in iron island the person that we had with us like as a guide she was a medium she was sensitive and we kind of did like this makeshift seance in the civil war room so we all were sitting in a circle and you know she was just helping us out like she was asking questions and like trying to like entice activity for us Mm -hmm. and somehow she picked up on my mom's friend's dead husband to the point like no one knew what exactly happened she was spot on with everything so once that happened and like all the energy and the emotion from that kind of like died down um I want to say like that kind of like kicked up activity for like later on in the night we were hearing I, I believe we were hearing footsteps coming from the attic where the cranky old man is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar, I think. That, I might be wrong. But. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually went up there and it's 
it's very cool. It's very cramped. I just really wanted to see the stained glass window that was still mm-hmm. up there. But yeah, that I guess it's gotten darker over the years. So oh. I would definitely like love to go back and see what has happened over the past 10 years since I've gone. Totally. But but yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good Buffalo spot. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to go too. Um, I don't think I'd go up into the, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I get there, <laughs> if I can convince myself. Talking more about you being a paranormal investigator, I'm dying to know, like, do you have any scary experiences from getting so, out there? <laughs> so I've had a couple. Mm-hmm. The one, there's like two that I like majorly talk about that have happened this year that I still can't like really wrap my head around. Sure. Um, one was at the Waverly Hill Sanatorium. So if you ever heard of that, it's this massive TB hospital down in Louisville, Kentucky. And it's pretty much like the most haunted place in the States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we were down in the body shoot and it was just myself and three other friends. And the entire time we were down there, we were probably down there for 10 minutes before this happened. But the entire time we were down there, we were taking pictures, we were taking videos, just kind of like hanging out. And I couldn't stop looking over my right shoulder because over my right shoulder was the only entrance in and out. And the entire time I felt like something was going to poke its head out Mm. or chase us down the hallway and (laughs) we'd be screwed because that's the only way in and only way out. We had recorders going and... I had mine down. It was the only one down at the time. And someone thought they heard something at the bottom of the tunnel, which is like 450 feet away. So we all got really quiet. We all looked over. I finally took my gaze away from the door. And as my recorder flipped over to a minute, all you hear is this huge slam. It echoes through the entire thing, through the entire body shoot. And then our screams just follow. So <laughs> it was, it's one of my favorite like EVPs we captured because I still can't believe that like we even got that whole moment on, right. on, on uh, a recorder. But we screamed. One of us went running up and we're like, what are you doing? And I was like, wait, we have to figure out what that is. Yeah. So me and this other girl went running and come to find out it was this emergency exit door that shouldn't have been open like the the motion light was on outside Mm -hmm. um when I opened and closed it it made the same exact sound and there was no one around us so like there was security on that night but he wasn't around the area and the group that we had the rest of them they were on the other side of the hospital three floors up they didn't hear a scream they didn't hear the door slam they didn't even have their walkie on and they didn't even like know where we were. So, jeez. So like, that was one of like the, the craziest moments because it kind of like kickstarted this hour and a half of like crazy activity that we ended up having at Waverly to like close out the night. Like after that, we were hearing giggling. We were hearing like a chair move. Ooh. We were hearing voices like in the stairway loud enough. We were like, no, that has to be them. So like, we were calling up like guys, guys, you have to answer us. Like, yeah, and, like nothing would happen. And then like 20 minutes later, they radioed us like, are you calling us? We're like, you gotta be kidding me right now. So, so wow. yeah, Waverly so, Hills was definitely like this insane experience that was like well worth the 20 year wait I had to get right. into that building. 
if anyone's like thinking about going to Waverly, like this is your sign to do it because you'll have so much fun. Okay. So it's, I mean, fun. Well, you know, <laughs> it depends on what you're into. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, then yes, I definitely, it's another one where I think I would want to go. I don't know how I would act like if I heard like a door slam, but that's also cause I'm gen, like, I'm scared of people too. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't be like, Oh, it's a ghost. I'd be like a murderer came back a hundred years later to finish yes. off all these, you know, so it'd be more yes. of that insanity than, uh, anything else so the body shoot is that where they would like literally like would they slide bodies down from different floors okay so what it was originally when they were making the building um it was used it was just a long tunnel that was used to haul up materials from the bottom of the hill but when tb was in its height and you know, they were pretty much having a death in an hour. Morale was kind of like their biggest selling point because they had no idea what to do to like help any of their sure. patients. So instead of the people on the, like the sun porch, which is the back of the building, um, instead of them like literally laying on their deathbed, watching a parade of hearses come, yeah. they decide to just kind of convey the, the bodies down the tunnel so no one could see and that way they could get people in and out faster so like they didn't it was like kind of like a mine cart the way the way it's set up is like there was tracks on one side and then there would be like it would be like two steps in a platform two steps in a platform so like they would have someone like guiding the, the gurney or the casket down to where it needed to be there wouldn't just be like sending caskets like okay. <laughs> well I was thinking like a laundry shoot they were just like shooting bodies down but um that sounds a lot yeah more like like humane. there was probably like a pulley system where they could like if they didn't walk it they could like help lower it down at least but yeah they weren't just like sending bodies right down. yeah <laughs> that is a relief okay that's not as bad um and how so paranormal investigating it's so interesting to me can you just go to Waverly Place one night? Can you just be like, all right, on Tuesday night, me and my friends are going to check this out? Or is there like a system or like an uns unspoken rules to, to finding these places? So really like all like the big places, like the pay to play, I guess you can say. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. In this <laughs> context. Sure. Uh -huh. I mean, it works. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of just have like a schedule up on like their Facebook pages or websites. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of like just book. Um, I know Waverly, you kind of have to like watch their Facebook page because they're doing like certain blocks and then you just have to like Got jump it. on it when you see it. And then like other times there's just like smaller places that are kind of like open whenever and you can just kind of like pick your day and see, see what happens. But yeah. That's awesome. Are there any that you're looking forward to or is it like a secret? Um, I have a whole bunch that I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, I kind of have teamed up with my friend, Steve, and I'm helping okay. him with his events company called Haunted Nights. So Whoa. basically, yeah. So it's this really cool thing. And it's kind of like geared towards investigators, but it's really open to anyone. They sell 20 public tickets to any of their events. And if you don't have equipment, that's okay. You can come hang out with us and you can use our stuff. Cool. And if you want to like just explore by yourself, you can go explore but yeah, uh, I'm doing a whole bunch of dates with them. So I'm going back to like mid orange correctional facility. Okay. We're going to West Virginia penitentiary. So that would be a first for me. We'll also be going to like old college on hospital Hill. 
the Green County Pork Farm. And then actually next weekend, I'll be going with a couple people from the Feminine Macabre uh, to do a little little ghost hunting weekend at the Hinsdale House and Wildwood Sanatorium out in Western New York. I love that. <laughs> Just like a girls weekend, you know, Honestly, yeah. some ghosts. And- it's like it's like five of us. Um, we picked in the, wine country, one, like the two <laughs> scariest places uh-huh. in like the southern tier in Ski County, uh, <laughs> and we're just gonna. I don't know, like hang out in these houses and see if ghosts are real and just have like a big slumber party. Maybe we'll do like Bloody Mary and stuff to like <gasps> do our own, really have like a, <laughs> a little childhood moment right there. But <laughs> <laughs> so the feminine macabre, I don't think um, we mentioned it yet on the podcast. It's just a collection of short stories. Are they are they true or false? It's a nonfiction, I believe. Okay. It's kind of just from, you know, women and non-binary people who kind of just, you know, want a piece and want a voice in the feminine or like in the paranormal world. And Amanda, who created it, she kind of offered a space for us to have like to give us another platform. I will say that the paranormal has been male dominated over the years yeah. because of like the TV shows. So this is just another way to like have us are in like have our voices get heard I, I guess I'm trying to say but it's a whole bunch of short stories um lore it's about the occult you know witchcraft tarot cards the paranormal it's just a whole maj polish and it's it's going into volume three and I think I did see the other day that there's probably going to be a volume four Ooh. so it's it's a project that's hopefully never ending right I love this idea because I you know, even as a podcast host, don't get me wrong. I love all of our dude guests. They all have something different to bring to the table. They all have different experiences, but it does get kind of like, oh man, I wish I could, you know, center more like women voices in this scene. So it, yeah. it is challenging, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to say that it's like a boys club, but it kind of has become a boys club. Yeah. And there's really, I don't want to be like, there's no need for it, but there really is no need for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it's, we're not trying to like pin the sexes against each other or anything like that. We're just trying to get included and trying to be up there with like some of the male counterparts in the field. Yeah. And I feel like it's working because that is actually, I, I received an ad for them, loved their whole premise, followed them immediately. And then that's how I found you. So it's working. Love it. <laughs> it's doing its job. Yeah. <laughs> so listeners, I, and again, this will all be in the description, but check out the Feminine Macabre, buy all the copies. Yes. Rate and review it too. Cause that's always important for oh, anything yeah. that's, that's online. So that's so cool. And, uh, do you want to give us a little sneak preview? What what story did you did you add to volume one? So for volume one, I kind of hinted on this old device that was built out of a fear that is still like deeply rooted in some of us. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Okay. <laughs> but it's back, it's back from the Victorian times. And it it was probably one of the first like morbid, like macabre things that I learned about in my younger years. So it was kind of nice to be like almost a little full circle with it and like actually have a piece written about right. it. Yeah. But if you do want to hint, it is titled A Ringing in the Night. So Ooh. you can kind of oh, see I think where I know I'm what it going is, with it. But I won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I thought it was very clever with that. <laughs> it is. Then, yeah. For the third volume that's coming out in probably a couple of weeks, I think around like the spring equinox, if I read that right, because I'm like eavesdropping on her Twitter to get all the details. <laughs> sure. I wrote about occult games. So I mentioned like Bloody Mary right. um, before, but I actually kind of went all in and even gave instructions on how to play a certain game that has kind of scared me Ooh. enough to not really play it. Really? Anytime, anytime it's mentioned or like anytime like I kind of come across it, I get this like weird pit in my stomach that's like, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there was a time where I like, I saw it on Tumblr probably about like, Oh, like Tumblr a handful of years ago. <laughs> I am one love of those it. Tumblr girls. I love I was it. Too. <laughs> um, so I saw, I, I think I saw it on there. Like when it first hit the scene and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, let's like, I was just about to like move into a new apartment. So I'm like, Oh my God, we should play it there. Like christen it. And then I was like, let's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And like each time it keeps coming up, I'm just like, oh, like maybe I should, like maybe we should try it. Like maybe like my like this weird realness fear that I have over this is gone. And then even like doing the, even like writing it and like writing the instructions down, I was like, what am I doing? Like, is this a bad idea? Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know what? It's out it. there. And yeah, people can find it. Mm-hmm. I it's pro- I think it's one of my favorite things that I've written so far. So I hope everyone enjoys it, and I hope oh, you get as scared as I am. But, <laughs> but yeah, that one's it was really fun. Do you think you'll ever play it? Are you like on the fence or no way? Um, I think I think if someone else played it, like someone that I knew, if they like kind of like dipped their toes into it and played it, and nothing happened, I'd go for it. But I don't know. Part of me, part of me wants to say yes, but part of me is just like, nah, let it be one of those things that you kind of like just ponder over. Yeah. I think it's good to follow your intuition. Like if you feel something's wrong, then why, why take that chance? Yeah. And like, there's like a whole bunch of like other games that I'll play. Like I, I, I'm not afraid of a Ouija board. Like I'll touch one. I I played (laughs) one when I was like 12. Oh man. I never told any, like I never told my mom about it, but like. We thought we contacted my friend's dead dad. Like it was oh. so weird. Like no, like it was. It's not sad, but it was like in a funny. Like I don't know. But <laughs> what is the context? If you have time, I'm dying to know why it was funny. <laughs> are Are you because, allowed? Like I know because it, we were just like a bunch of twelve year olds, like thinking like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing this, and like one of us was like, dude, we're fucking pushing it. Like, we're moving like, it. This, yeah. like this isn't this sure. isn't what we think it is. <laughs> It was, it was so bad. And then like, it just, I don't know. Like we just started like playing with Ouija boards when like we were 12 and like, it was just, and like, like that, and like going back into like the paranormal stuff. I remember like pretending to like investigate my friend's basement. Like we would like go and play ghost hunters. We wouldn't play like Barbies and stuff. We'd like go play ghost hunters. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I'm not afraid of like a touch. Like, I don't really believe in demons or anything like that, but I don't know if the day comes where I play it, then I'll let everyone else film it. Yeah. I'll film all of it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so what like tools or games or like any like equipment do you use when you, when you go out hunting for ghosts? So I usually carry around a little book bag with me. That's filled with um, a whole bunch of like 
EMF detectors. I love my spirit box. My spirit box is probably like my trusty little companion. (laughs) Um, My headphones for like the Estes method, Estes method that we do. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of it. No, what's that? So if you ever watch the show Hellier, or know of the Hellier gang. Hellier um, will not leave me alone. <laughs> like I'm, it comes I'm telling up you, all once the time. you get it in your life, little <laughs> things from it will pop up, and like yeah. it's just with you. It's with you now. Um, so, <laughs> so there's funny. there's this method that Carl and um, I can't think of his other name that two of the guys did, and when they were with like the Stanley Hotel and doing their ghost hunting, ghost hunting out there. Um, it's this method where you hook up the spirit box to ice or noise isolating headphones or like noise canceling and you hook it up to the spirit box and solely you are the only one listening to it. So you can, you're the only one who hears mm-hmm. what's coming in. And by doing that, you, you know, you kind of take yourself out of the bias because you can't hear anything that's being the asked. Conversation. Yeah. yeah. So you can't hear anything around you and to to kind of amplify that uh you're given a blindfold so Mm -hmm. not only are you taken away of your sight but you're you also can't hear and you're kind of just shouting out whatever you hear coming through the spirit box and we we I kind of started doing that like maybe like last year I started really going in on that and it's it's kind of come up with like the weirdest results ever uh, I remember when we did the Indiana State Sanatorium, that's a, like a brand new haunt that just came out. I don't want to say that just came out, but it like, just kind of <laughs> yeah. like arrived sure. on the scene. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knew I was going with that, but it kind of just <laughs> arrived on the scene mm-hmm. um, just like last spring after it was after it was bought in December. And during that session, we had like three people going. So it was myself and two other people. And we were each down separate ways. So we were technically like alone and someone was like walking around asking questions. And at one point I was hearing hospital monitors come through the static and like intercom voices. I I really can't explain it. Never heard that before. And then the one, the one time it really freaked me out. I remember sitting there and everything in my left headphone kind of just went silent. And there was this little old lady voice going, are you new here? And I was like, wait, what? Like, like, it kind of, like I had video of me, me, me kind of just like stopping there and being like, it sounded like a little old lady. And then like, I was like, wait, wait, what, what? Like I even like lifted up my blindfold to like make sure no one was around me. And even at one point I was like feeling like the vibrations coming across the floor of like a hospital crash cart, I guess you can say. It was really weird, but that's like one of like my favorite things to do on an wow. investigation. Yeah. It's kind of fun to just let you like, like sink into the location and like yeah. sink into the white noise and I guess like open yourself up and like see what you can bring right. while you're kind of like being this like little beacon, so to speak. But yeah, that's definitely like one of my favorite things to do. Have you ever had, so like in Hellier, they have a co- a pretty coherent conversation without, like, have you ever experienced that? Yeah, um, we, I've had that. I remember when we were at the Palmyra Historical Museum, I was upstairs on like the third floor while everyone else was downstairs on the second. And my friend, Steve, he asked, he was like, okay, well, if this is really working, what color is the thing in front of me? And just like that, I go, Fred. 
and there was a red oil lamp sitting in front Whoa. of them. Um, so, so yeah, like we had things like that happen. Um, we've also noticed that if two people go under at the same time, we'll actually pick up on them talking to each other rather than talking to like me you. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, it's it's so weirdest. And at one time, like at Indiana, me and my friend Deanna, we put ourselves in separate rooms. And there was this one guy who was on the tour and he wouldn't stop talking. And at one point, you can hear her go from the other room, just shut him up. And everyone's like, oh, they need him. They're talking about this guy. Like you can hear him. And the guy is like, well, what do you like? What do you want me to show up? Like, and then you can hear me go, shut up. Like, <laughs> like it was That's just, so like, funny. Like, shut him up. Um, <laughs> I'll have I'll have to post it again on my like Instagram yeah. story. But yeah, that was like one of the funniest moments we've had. Um, and oh, kind of like where we've had this like, I don't know, like coerce conversation with whatever wants to communicate with us. Have you like ever seen anything that like what was the thing that you saw that kind of was like there's no way people can disprove this. Like, this is my moment. Hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. We host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah. Each week we do a a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Have you had one of those? I feel like most. Um, is that a hard question? I'm sorry. This will be no, cut. No, Damn, no, 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 no. It's, it's a great question. Okay. I, I, like, the thing is, like, I, I have seen a shadow stand next to me at the Saratoga County Homestead. Um, no one else saw it because it was just the three of us. And it was, we were in the basement and we, like, we go Instagram live all the time. So there's there's like a certain threshold we can stand by because that's like if we cross it then we lose then we lose service so we stand right right at the edge of it and for some reason we're like oh let's go lights off i hated every minute of it but yeah but i stood there in the dark and i was like okay this is cool and then for some reason i couldn't like i didn't want to look over my left shoulder and Mm -hmm. it just it just started growing i was like what is going on and i i finally like looked over to what thinking like I couldn't see anything and it was the outline of a person standing a little bit taller than the threshold and in my head I saw it I go oh no and I was like quickly trying to like rationalize it like oh it's just graffiti it's just the like the cutout of the wall like it's a crumbling building so it had to be that and after my friend Steve who was looking at me and Dylan where Dylan was standing next to me my right he saw something walk away from Dylan so he mm-hmm. thought it was Dylan and he had and he asked him to move but when he moved the opposite way he was like oh no I just saw something so he flipped on the lights and the first thing I did I looked over to my left to see if like anything could be what I saw there and I just like stood there I was like there's nothing there I'm like there's nothing there and like they have me on camera for like 10 minutes just staring at the same like there's nothing there 
there's nothing there. Like, like I still Jeez. can't like wrap my head around it because I know what I saw. Yeah. Like I know there was like this dark mass next there. Like I saw a head, I saw sh- like the shoulders. I was like, what is going on? But yeah, that's like probably one of the moments where it's like, I know I saw this, like no one can take it away from me, but I can't explain it. Yeah, that's, that's so incredible <laughs> to have that experience and just be like, well, we're here now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like life changed. Yeah, and like down in that basement, we had another experience. Like we didn't see anything, but we heard something. Mm-hmm. so this was all in the same night we went back up like two floors we were doing evp sessions and like we left one one of the recorders down in the wing by itself and it's voice activated so technically no one should be on it it should just be right. a clear tape and a clear as day you can hear a man go there's a girl with them there's a girl there and it was just the three of us and i was Whoa. the only girl so that kind of freaked us out and at the end of the night, because I was driving about like four hours home after this. So it was probably getting around like one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, well, let's just go to the basement one last time. You know, we'll say our goodbyes and then so be it. So we walk down there and we go to the same threshold. In that moment, we're still on Instagram live. So people who, who are watching can hear everything that's happening. Wow. Um, at one moment, it sounded like someone went, oh. And like we caught it on camera, and like you can see me like jump back. Yeah, like, what is going on? Um, we started looking down the hallway where the camera wasn't facing because the camera was facing us, and you could see like shadows walk by. We were hearing like distant talking, and we made the stupid decision to be like, "Hey, you guys want us to go down there?" So <laughs> everyone <laughs> it was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, go down there." Oh no! And I was like, "I was like, okay, it's fine. Everything's cool." And so we go down to the second, the second part where we were seeing everything. And, you know, we, we hear this weird noise and Steve's about to set down his camera and we hear it again. And, you know, me and Dylan are not paying any attention to it. And he goes, I heard that twice. So Mm -hmm. now we all were like, what? So I turn and like, I shine my flashlight into this corner and it just sounds like someone taking a tarp. This is the best way I can describe it someone taking a tarp that sounded like there was something on it and scraping it across the concrete. Uh, I didn't know what was happening. So mm. not only this, we are in the middle of the woods, like in the Adirondack mountains, like sometimes there's wolves and coyotes that come in the building. So like my mind instantly went to that. So right. I looked at, I looked at Steve and I'm trying not to panic. And I remember asking him like, what is that? And he goes, I don't know. So his cap- his camera captures my face just instantly drop into panic. Sure. I was, like, oh my- I was like, oh my God. We started, we started walking away as the sound was getting louder. And like you can hear it. I have videos, so I-, I can send them to you or I can post them on my Instagram of this sound and it's just getting louder. I'm already done because I think it's like a live animal. So I'm like yeah. trying to run away. Right. And the guys, the guys were like, you're fine. You're fine. And I was like, am I? And, <laughs> and we stopped in the hallway and it was following us. And like, you could hear the sound following us. And at that point I was really done. So I just booked it. And the guys were like, just get in the car, just get in the car. We got in the car and we started driving around. And at this time, you know, like they're the property managers. So they just started putting like the motion lights up to kind of like deter everyone. Mm-hmm. 
there were no motion lights on at either of the doors outside and none of the barricades that we moved were like that we moved to like block off the doors or anything nothing was nothing was touched everything was pretty much the exact way we left it right before sundown and I remember sitting in the back seat watching us like as we're driving around I'm like there's no lights on like there's nothing around like they're like if there's animals around, like you would see tracks, like you would yeah. see everything. Like there's nothing there. And it's, it's one of the moments that kind of like scared me the most. And I think I went back there maybe like two months after it happened and I stepped foot into the same area where it happened. And I instantly just got chills because I can still hear that sound ringing in my ear of just dragging. It's, it was the scariest thing. I think we gave, I think we like showed the footage to a, a few a few people and everyone was like no that kind of as morbid as sounds like it sounds like someone's like dragging like a body bag or something like a body i was and gonna I say know, what do you think it yeah. is like do you um, think it's energy I, my, left over i don't know i don't or, know what it is and i think it's something that i'm never really gonna know what it is because i don't know if it if that'll ever happen again yeah. I, ho- I hope it doesn't ever <laughs> fair <laughs> wow but yeah I, I I really don't know what it what it could have been <laughs> that that's so that's just so interesting to me this was what location was this this was at the Saratoga County homestead so okay. this was on destination fear okay it's, it's another like new haunt I guess you can call it is there a place where they like announce? the new haunts and the, like you kind of just have to like be in the know and um, got it like a, it's like, like nightclubs yeah like there's a <laughs> lot it's it's kind of like the snl skit yeah <laughs> that's what it seems like um, <laughs> no you can't like there's a lot of paranormal investigators that kind of like buy buy these buildings and like help oh, to like restore oh, it for that's these purposes awesome. yeah I know like Adam Kimmel, who is, who's a, who's a great person. He, he owns Madison Seminary, Fairfield County Infirmary. I think they just got a saloon too. And they help out with Indiana state. So like he owns these buildings and, you know, he's an investigator too. So he doesn't charge like outrageous amounts for like people to come in and spend the night. That's Um, I think at Madison, for a private overnight, like on a Sunday, it was only like $300 to rent the place out for ourselves. Wow. So like you get 10 people, that's only $30 each. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Like almost 11 hours inside of a building to do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Doing whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is the homestead? Like what is its history? So the homestead is an old TV hospital. It kind of just has the same history as Waverly. It's just okay. not as it's just not as big. It was for the Saratoga County. Um, kind of it's kind of like by Schenectady in Albany in a sense. Okay. So basically, it's just it's this massive building. It's only two floors because it's like its length is huge. Mm-hmm. So there's a men's, women's, and a children's section. And after the TB epidemic, it turned into a nursing home and then it closed down in the seventies. So it's been sitting, it's been sitting abandoned longer than it was in use. Wow. Yeah. That's Um, cool. Yeah. So I think the owner just grabbed it a little bit before COVID and Mm -hmm. then it was on destination fear. 
And my friend, Stephen Dillon, they have been property managing it and like they did cleanup That's days. Awesome. So, so I went out to actually go like help clean this place up. Uh, we uncovered like original bathroom tiles and Whoa. it was, it was so cool. It's like, it was like one of like the coolest moments of my life because I've always wanted to give it back to like a location like that. Yeah. Um, I'm very drawn to like sanatoriums for some reason, but hmm. I've always wanted to like have a building of my own and like do that. But I, I was going like, to ask, I found my, Steven, yeah. the homestead. So I did that and it's kind of just been like this little home away from home as oh. scary as it is. <laughs> so is that like the dream for you? Like one day you could buy your own like <laughs> defunct sanatorium? I, I, <laughs> for purpose it. Yeah. I, I is if the homestead wasn't a, sh- a shell of itself, yeah. I would probably buy that place in a heartbeat just because I love it so much. Um, it really is a shell of itself. Like it's been set on fire like four times. Like oh, there's no. nothing, there's really nothing left in it. Um, like there's graffiti and everything in it, but the, there's this like mm-hmm. weird little charm to it, I guess. Of like course. I don't know if it's just like people who like like the abandoned and like see the beauty in that, but um, but yeah. I, I kind of definitely like really hope one day to like maybe get a place like that. I think yeah. that'd be fun. Like yeah. even if it's just like a little house, like a historic house or something. But yeah, I Absolutely. think that'd be fun. Yeah, I grew up in a haunted, uh, old haunted house. That's kind of like my end to the paranormal as well. And um, it's like uh, built in the 1700s. It still has all of like the original like flooring, stuff like that. And I really, really understand like what you're talking about for me when I think about going to like an abandoned place or a haunted place, the history is so exciting to me. Like the thought of, like you said, like finding those tiles or even like finding a note, even if they're not dead, like just like a mm-hmm. note from one kid to another from the twenties or something like that yes. stuff is my jam. So I totally you, get it. You know, you would have loved the Indiana state sanatorium. Really? This place just recently closed in 2010 so mm-hmm. it was kind of a little ironic to have it open up in like within 10 years of being abandoned That's wild yeah so and like when I mean everything was left in this building everything was left in this building like it looked wow. like they all just went home one day and never came back like in the laundry room there was a July calendar and it looked like they were counting down the days to when it was closing wow that's crazy it's crazy to think we had a sanitarium in 2010 yeah so well basically the whole grounds it was the only sanatorium for indiana in its time and then over the years it got repurposed into a nursing home like most of them have been repurposed but weirdly enough like this place just kind of had a really dark past with its nursing home like there was a lot of neglect and there was a lot of abuse and um one like a couple of the patients got out one drowned in the river that's like three miles up the road there was a patient who who the owner of the building actually told me the story he claimed like they say that she thought she was seeing spirits of a nurse coming to torment her in a room telling her to clean up her room and she finally had enough and climbed up to the water tower and and jumped um so you have that and then right before a close that was kind of like the final nail in the coffin for this place when it was um the nursing home was that there was a murder suicide of two two workers 
over like a drug thing, I guess. Jeez. Yeah. So and then this place closed, like people were like spread and they just kind of like locked it up one day and hoped it would kind of like disappear. Just go away. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if so. It's a like I wonder if the person who was seeing that nurse was seeing a ghost. It makes you think. You know, because um, it definitely it's so makes old. you think. Mm-hmm. It's that and then if you want to go into like the like the whole like neurodivergent and the right. whole like that type like the mental illness and if they're more open to the paranormal, I guess you can say. Yeah. That that could definitely add to the whole thing. But I guess we'll never really know unless <laughs> yeah. Unless you kind of like poke around there, but trying to find the I, answers. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to spend an entire weekend on the property. We did we did two investigations pretty much from I want to say like seven in the morning to six or seven at night to six in the morning each night. Um, I probably got like five hours of sleep the entire time. We're there. <laughs> I don't know. This how. sounds so fun to me though. I think I'm crazy. Cause this sounds, I mean, not crazy, but like, I don't know. It sounds no, crazy. It's, like, it's just, just like it's exciting. Of, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought we'd sleep a lot more, especially that first night because I drove nine hours. So what happened oh, was no. I, I drove nine hours from Buffalo to Indiana and my friends uh, were a couple hours behind me. So they had to do a 13 hour drive. So we kind of met up at midnight at this place and it's like on a dirt road. Like I was sure I was gonna like not going to be seen again. Like right. I was like, why did I, like, why do I do this to myself? And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, right after that, we like, right. Like once I got there, we were like, do you want to go see the buildings? So from like midnight to like two in the morning we were going exploring and like we we're on instagram we we're like doing all our fun stuff and around then we kind of like kind of crashed around four but i never got sleep because i was getting like targeted in my room um oh, because i wow. guess the bunk i guess the bunkhouse that they have it was built on the grounds of the old children's hospital and they've said that they've seen children and had reports of children in there so I was in a room all by myself thinking everything was going to be great. And I was, I heard like a loud knock in my room. And I don't know if it was like something hitting the wall or like the chair, like knocking into the wall, but it was that. And then I was really putting my, my covers over my face. And I was like, it's okay. Just go to bed. It's fine. And like, I had a Spotify playlist playing. Right. And at one point it just felt like something was tugging the covers off of me. And like, it was sliding off the bed, but the bed was huge. So there was, and like, I remember waking up and looking and there was no way for the covers to be like off the side. Like something was like pulling the covers off of me. And then it just felt like every time I started like finally like drifting off, there was like, be like a little hand like touching me. So I I did not get sleep until like six o'clock that morning. (laughs) It's like having kids just in general. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Wow. Does everyone like when you go on these investigations, does everyone have this much activity or experience? Or do you think maybe like you're more open? Like, do you feel ever since you were little that you had that? I think it's like a mixture because there have been nights where we get absolutely nothing and we're just hanging out in a building just to <laughs> hang out. Sure. Okay. Like, I like whenever someone says they want to get into this, I, I tell them like, it's one of the most boring things you can do because like, you're not going to get the activity every night. 
Mm-hmm. Like we've been blessed with, to have like some great activity happen, like, like some stellar EVPs and like the dragging sounds and stuff. But I think it's kind of just like a mixture of the being there at the right place at the right time. Um, and like, it's a mixture of people's energies. Sure. Like, okay. Like if you like, if you can vibe with the right people, like you're joking and having fun, that's kind of like what at least sense or like we get the most activity because we're not paying attention. We're just you know, like we're just living in the moment. We're hanging out and not even investigating. And then like two minutes later, you hear knocking or you hear a voice randomly call out to you. Like what? <laughs> they want to party too. They want to do Yeah. So I, I guess it's just a mixture. And I don't know. I kind of, I've always kind of teetered on the side of like, if I am more open than I think I am. Um, yeah. so I, I think this year I'm going to see if that's actually the case Explore and really like little. put myself to like more tests. Awesome. Uh, Cause I, I hate doing solos. I will say that like going off by myself. I can't <laughs> imagine that you do that ever. So good for you. I hate, <laughs> I hate every minute of it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like came up with this game to do an investigation. So I call it like the sticky note challenge and we kind of did we did like a one version of it, but like my favorite version of it was at the homestead, we took all of our names and we gave them to one person and he just hit them around the hospital. So we had no idea where we were going. Um, And then all the people outside, we pulled the name out of a hat and that person had to go and they had to go in completely by themselves and find a post-it note. If you found your own, you got to pick a name out of the hat, but if you found someone else's, they had to go next. Wow. So that was like one of like the major things I pushed myself with to like do a solo like that. But I'm going to, I'm going to try to do more this year. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. That's so scary. Being (laughs) in there completely by yourself. I don't know. It was terrifying. So I, I recorded mine on Instagram and I think it's still on there. And it, I, it took me 15 minutes which I was so proud of, but I would have been done sooner because at one point you can watch, like you watch me go into a room and my camera picks up my own sticky note on the floor, but I don't personally see it. That's and I just so walk it. <laughs> I, nice. would have, I would have probably been done like five minutes sooner if I would have just paid attention. <laughs> but then you wouldn't have had as fun of an experience. So it's probably exactly. for the best. <laughs> Have you ever felt, so I asked this to the other paranormal investigators too, um, uh, have you ever felt like worried that something's going to follow you back or do you do any, do you have any rituals to kind of be like, all right, see you guys later, stay here? <laughs> um, there, there have been a few times where I've been worried something might follow me. Like when I popped up at Bobby Mackey's for like a tour on the way home from Waverly, I, I really didn't interact with anything there like the girl was like all right you have the building for like three hours what do you want to do do you want to investigate and I'm just like not really I'm like I'm just here for a tour <laughs> I'm good. and she's like yeah. she's like you good and I was like yeah I'm good I'm like I, I just came to see this place like if because if something was truly like evil that they think is in that place I I still had like 10 hours to drive home so I didn't want to interact with right, it right yeah but, so like I would love to like try to like do that again and like see if there was a different experience. But I want to say like nine times out of ten, I'm really not worried about things coming home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, the little thing that I do is whenever I'm pulling away from a building, I'll say goodbye to it. So I'll be like, oh, "Bye, man!" Smart. Like, 
yeah. like for like the homestead I'm like bye homie like I'll see you later like <laughs> see you guys later and like anytime I pull in the parking I'm like oh hi guys like like I don't yeah. know if they can hear me it's like me and my car just like giving them a greeting but I do that and if it's like really like a place that I'm truly worried about I'll wipe my feet and I'll say whatever stays here must remain here and I'll do that probably a lot like three times until I get comfortable and then I just go that's awesome I feel like that's just a good mantra even if just for like life like whatever stays here stays here and you just yeah. move on yeah yeah I mean <laughs> my friend likes to say that like I had a doctor from Waverly follow me home because he was interested in like everything that I did and I was like I love <laughs> I was like so okay, funny that's weird a I doctor like, I hope, you say <laughs> right I hope that he finds me doom scrolling on tiktok so interesting <laughs> and i hope he doesn't regret the decision about coming home to buffalo with me but <laughs> that's so funny he realizes he i was just up. like i was like yeah you know anything about him he was like he just finds you interesting and i was like oh. okay i'm like i find him interesting like we can get this going and like I don't know. yeah let's talk like, yeah. I don't, like i'm like i don't know what to do with this and like after he told me that I kind of just like openly announced I was like if you're here from Waverly like feel free to stay and like hang out with me wow but like like, I I'm like I don't know if you hear like if you're here or not because it is what it is so like if you're here like you're welcome but if you're not like that's cool too (laughs) yeah I'm just talking to myself yeah (laughs) yeah like I'm just talking to air it's fine (laughs) well I think you have like such a positive energy that's what I was thinking so like and I was wondering this is all me just like assuming things and I was wondering (laughs) if that either attracts more positive things like this doctor is like you know not bad maybe even good like a good person or does it attract bad you know like I don't know I know I I can totally (laughs) see that because yeah and it's going back to like when I said that you kind of like had have to have the right vibe yeah. with your group because I remember going to going to a location and I had like the group of friends that I like I kind of like normally have been investigating with. We were getting a lot of stuff, and then like a couple days couple days later, I went back to that same spot with a whole bunch of different people, and I didn't really get anything out of that night. Huh. Like I I had a few things that like really rattled me like during an Estes session, but like. Outside of that, like, I wasn't getting any EVPs and I wasn't, like, having these, like, weird experiences other than whatever happened in the Estes, but, like, other people were getting, like, insane EVPs, so it's like, oh, okay, like, that's, like, that's, it's great for them, I'm so happy they're doing that, but, like, that kind of tells you, like, you kind of have to, like, watch the vibe of, like, who you bring around, because, I don't know, it kind of, like, does impact the, the investigation, but, totally, yeah. I just yeah. don't know what the right energy, like, I I do wonder. I wonder if, like, being a, like, a super fun person, I guess it depends on the ghost, too, right? Yeah. I feel, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't... I don't know, because I don't want, like, I want to say I'm a super fun person. I'm very bubbly and very out there, especially, like, when it comes to, like, investigations. Like, I like to be silly, because that's, like, my go-to, like, sh- to show that I'm not actually terrified as, as I'm terrified inside, right. if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, but like, I remember us just kind of like hanging out in the Madison asylum. It was, we really shouldn't have been there anyways, because we know the people. So we got in early when we were doing our investigation and it was myself and Deanna, my friend, we were playing checkers on the floor while her husband 
was doing his own thing, like rolling around in a wheelchair, taking B-roll on his camera. Wow. And, and we were just hanging out. We weren't like really even giggling or doing anything. And on his camera, you can hear clear as day EVPs, like to the point where he played it on his phone and we both snapped our heads. We're like, play it again? Like play that again? Like we heard that. Yeah. And then we did like a whole EVP session and we ended up getting like these insane responses think one of them was we were like oh on the count of three can you knock and in the evp you can hear it go one two three and it knocks <laughs> yeah that is so scary because it's so sentient and like yeah and then and like i want to i think my question was like maybe right before that because I'll, I'll share these with you guys too they're my they're just off my friend's instagram one of them I think I asked the question, like, is there a room we shouldn't go into tonight? And what we thought we hear is, come here, I love you. Okay. Yeah, so, like, we don't know what that's about. Come here, I love you? Yeah. I don't know. There's something really weird about this Madison Seminary place and, like, the especially (laughs) the asylum. I've, I've been there probably about, like, four or five times now. I probably investigated probably four within this year. And each time it's just get it's just gotten so much weirder so is this near where you live where is it madison so madison seminary is in madison ohio ohio so it's like, okay it's just like maybe like 45 minutes outside of cleveland not even um okay. it's like this it was an old boys school the one side of it was used for displaced families in the civil war wow so you have that history and then it was turned into, I want to say, a nursing home. And like, there was just an asylum up on top where people like, where they would kind of like hide the mentally ill and like the <laughs> patients course. where they just wanted right. to like keep them out of the way, which is, sounds so sad. Mm-hmm. This place, it kind of just has this weird way of drawing you in if it, I don't know, like, I feel like you have to connect with it as well to like get that oh. connection. I went to it probably almost a year ago. I did a tour on the way down to Waverly Hills and up on top, there's this really small room and there's this marble slab on the, on the floor and they can only like equate that to like an operating table, table room. And we were talking about like the doctor who was there who did like some really messed up stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like they would take the patient's babies and like sell them back in the day and like they would take them away and like you know whatever happened behind closed doors happened behind closed doors and was never spoken about so I remember saying like something like it's fucked up how a person can do that to another person and I was just going on and on and as I was saying that we heard a clear male voice coming from the stairway it was so clear that we thought someone was there. So we were looking around and it was just myself and another, and another guide who was a female. We looked around and we saw outside there was a guy, like like another tour person. And we're like, oh, it was just him coming to check in the building. And we go outside after after a little bit and we're like, oh, hey, like, did you pop inside? And he's like, no, I've been out here. I've been out here the entire time. And we're like, no, you haven't. He's like, yeah, Whoa. I have. So that kind of like, kickstarted madison for me yeah and each, and each time i've gone it's just gotten weirder and the last time that i went there i was actually celebrating my birthday 
Um, we did, we did an investigation weekend and like, that was our last spot. We slept inside. We like just went balls to the wall. Jeez. <laughs> so we, we ended up missing the spirit box and we were trying to find it late at night, but like, you know, we did a, we did a whole round. We couldn't find it. And when the morning came, we're like, let's just look over time. So we looked in the civil war side, there was nothing. And, you know, to speed up, speed it up. It was myself and two other people we were going on to like the asylum side and we're like, well, let's just take a floor each. I got the second, Deanna got the third and her husband got the fourth, which is the asylum. Mm-hmm. And it's so old. Like you can hear the creaking as you walk around. So we're all looking, I'm taking videos and pictures. I'm taking my time. And you know, like I can hear her walking above me and then all of a sudden it goes silent. I didn't know that she went back downstairs so I thought she went over to the other side or she just yeah. went upstairs to meet her husband. Right. So, so I went up to the third, I walked around. I could, I could hear things upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like it sounded like there was doors being shut. Like there was someone walking. So I was like, Oh, that's them. So I just still kept taking my time, taking pictures and videos. And I remember going to the only staircase in the side of the like on the side of the building we were in and I crossed the threshold and my watch vibrated and the second I took a step on the first step to like head up to the fourth floor to quote unquote meet them I look at my watch and there's a text from Deanna saying hey we're going to breakfast to snag a table we'll see you there oh I, no I, <laughs> oh. I literally stood there they can't like, leave you that's so you can't you can't just leave well well, it was, there was two other people down okay, in the lobby. Okay, were, I okay. should, I should have said that. I thought they left but, you in the empty haunted building. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Like, but I'm oh sure that's coming one of these days. <laughs> um, so I just, I remember just standing there, just looking up like the two, the two last flights of the stairs. And I was like, what? And I just kept looking. I was like, no, like they have to be up there. So I was like, just waiting to hear something. But nothing, but there was nothing. There was nothing but silence. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I I don't even know if I touched a step on the way down, but I flew down the steps and I like ran down the hallway to like where the lobby is and I threw open the door and they were standing right there. And I was like, when did you get down here? And they were like, we've been down here for like at least five minutes. Jeez. I was like, I'm like, you you weren't upstairs. And like the crazy thing is, is that there's only one staircase and it's so echoey. So you think that like I would have heard Mark's loud voice or his loud boots or like Deanna's boots clicking against the linoleum. Like right. I would have heard all that, but there was nothing. All I heard wow. was like banging and like, it's like something wanted me up there. And like part of me is like, yeah. maybe I should have gone up there. But part of me is like, what would have been up there? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so, are you going back? This will be the last one because I do. I know it's been over an hour, but are, do you think you're going to go back there? Um, I pr- probably in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I, feels I like so. it calls you. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely a space that I never really anticipated. Like, really getting a connection with. Like, I just went there to tour, and then here I am a couple months later, like going there like almost every weekend investigating this place and it's it's like the weirdest thing but I still want more like I don't know there's just something about it I don't know what it is but I kind of hope I like it draws me in more because there's so many avenues it could lead me down I I don't know 
I don't know. It's just this weird little place. <laughs> <laughs> the horror movie fan in me is like, what if it's like the haunting and like your family is connected and you find Love out it. some crazy. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That'd be amazing. You like find a picture of yourself in, in one of the <laughs> folders. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Listen, that would be a dream. Oh, I thought you were scared. No, you'd love no, it. No, <laughs> no. That would be a dream. Like to have that as a horror movie. Like, let's go. That would be pretty crazy. I that would be awesome. whole documentary out of that. <laughs> well i hope that happens for you (laughs) well thank you one of these times i'll find that i'm connected to one of these buildings yeah that'd be really cool i also i would think it's awesome to find out like i was connected except i just i feel like people in history were so bad that it would kind of also be like a little awkward (laughs) you know but (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what actually happened. Right. Because some of them I can like kind of vibe with, but sometimes just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Hey, Hey, buddy. Yeah. Knock it off, baby. Don't do that. We got to talk over here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Oh my gosh, this was so cool. I feel like I can talk to you about like ghost stories forever. I have Well, I'm always here for them because I love talking about them. Yeah, yeah. And you have some really, really cool ones. So that's like fucking awesome. We haven't cursed <laughs> this entire show and I was like, maybe this will be a clean one-ish. Nope. I just no, no. fucked it up right at the I end. I know. Um, <laughs> I remember being on like Instagram and my mom was watching and she sent me a message and she was like, if you ever want to be in a documentary or you want to be on tv you can't swear so much and i was like no <laughs> no that's not that's not fair that's <laughs> what my mom's my, yeah and if it's my own documentary i can have as many bleeps as i want <laughs> yeah totally yeah they'll bleep it but i can say it that's right? like me you can't and take my, that away i do stand-up comedy and my mom is always like you can't maybe man i'm like being a comedian means i can do whatever i want whenever i want so i whatever. love that you're a stand-up <laughs> It's fun. It's fine. It's kind of, the more I do this podcast, the more I realize it's very similar, you know, like boys club, Mm -hmm. we love them, but it's always nice to find like a, like a woman run stand up space. So yeah, yeah, that's always so much fun. I remember doing like an improv group and I, I got to the second round. And then once that came, they were like, now we got to do musical tunes. I was like, no, (laughs) I'm out. I was like, how do you make up a song on the spot? That's, that's so insane intense i couldn't i don't do improv not in a judgy way in like a i would I mean, panic yeah yeah that was a full-on panic so i was just like this is cool <laughs> <laughs> you should use like, that improv in the in the buildings they might like right? it <laughs> right it was kind of song. just like ashley simpson like meets snl just like <laughs> i love it <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Well, yeah, this has been great. I definitely want to have you back. So anytime you have like a thing you want to promote or just a story you want to tell, definitely yeah, hit me up. I am always here. I'll be going to so many new places this year. So I can't wait to tell all the new tales. Heck yeah. And if you're ever based in Philly or want to come down to Philly, I have a pullout couch. I know we just met, but um, love it. Yeah. I know it, like, Penhurst is around Philly. Yeah, Penhurst and that is, a big is one, one place that I am definitely trying to get into. I I kind of refuse to do a public hunt there because I, I'm in the special needs field. And even before I got into this field, this is like, these kind of places have always been like the places I want to go. So I kind of like made it known, like in, like, I kind of like put it as a boundary to me that like, if I ever go to these places, they wouldn't be for public. 
Right. Because I, I kind of need that space to like connect with it and yeah. be vulnerable to like get them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, De- Penhurst is definitely one. I'm so. pretty sure Penhurst has like a like a touristy haunted attraction during the yeah. fall. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been, I don't think, to that one. I've been I'm, to other I'm ones. actually afraid of haunted houses. What? <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, come on. <laughs> so I I love mentioning this to everyone because they they really can't believe it but i am like legit terrified of like haunted attractions oh my gosh courtney (laughs) yeah i took my kids uh like my students to to one of like the haunted houses around here for like a community training type of thing like a field trip and the guys were awesome enough to like let us in the attraction like with no actors no lights like nothing and so like the kids just got to like run around and like they were like, come on, come on, let's go. And I was like, oh, I'm going. Like, I'm just like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, up. I know, I know no one is here, but I am still terrified of like people <laughs> popping out at me. That's but, so like, catching funny. Like, on an abandoned building, like all night long. Where ghosts like, pop real out at you. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is hard though, because like I, the Eastern state, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I would always go go there but the first time i went um i watched go- the ghost adventures episode about it yes. beforehand and you get all the history so not only was i being like scared because there were things but i would get excited like there's like this hub and i'm like oh this is the hub and i start like running towards it and then not realizing there's a person right in the doorway so they jump out and i'm like extra scared because i'm moving so <laughs> fast anyway they're scary they are scary but i think what you do is a lot scarier if i'm being honest <laughs> so <laughs> One day, maybe you'll overcome it. Um, there's like One a really day. fun, uh, like hayride version. I can't remember where that. I've was. done hayrides. I feel fun. like hayrides are okay because after a while, I can just start getting really sassy with it, you and get then it. yeah, the whole like comedy comes out where it's just like a defense mechanism at this point. Totally. Uh, we we went to one out here, but it started downpouring, so we only got like half of it, so it was just miserable. Oh And like no. I felt I felt so bad because the actors were still trying. Oh <laughs> no, that is a I nightmare. Was like, oh, for like, them. maybe next time, buddy. <laughs> As the wag is going away. <laughs> They're just soaking wet. They're, they don't get paid enough for no for any no, of we that. Don't. <laughs> so awesome where, well, where can people find you because i definitely i'm already following you but we want to check out those live paranormal investigations yeah so basically you could find me on instagram twitter tiktok and facebook all under the ghoul guide um i'm basically on instagram the most so mm-hmm. if i'm in a location uh like at the homestead or at any of the ones coming up in the future there is probably a good chance that i will be live so you can peep in to our investigation and like see if you can see or hear some of the things you can hear i think that's super fun um but yeah i think i'm gonna try going live on tiktok at some point i kind of really want to grow my tiktok i got like really funny ideas for them it's just like me actually doing the work and putting Uh, them out (laughs) i can't even talk about real chills out of uh tiktok and i keep saying i'm gonna get back to it but it's I, the thing is, is that I just have so many ideas for them and like yeah. I really want to do them but it's just the fact of like putting yourself out there for all of the TikTok world to see it's exhausting brutal they're scary they talk about scary things the thing that makes me so anxious about tiktok is they will notice something that like is so tiny they'll be like what is that like potato chip on your kitchen floor to the left and then i'm like zooming in like how did they see that right they see everything 
Like, do you yeah, just like thanks kids. for the views? But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm trying to like, like, it's like someone crying and having an emotional moment, and they're like, wow, look at her. Wow. So it's like, all right. <laughs> well, this is what I get for trying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cool. Thank you. But yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but I'm yeah. excited to see your TikTok content because I'm sure it'll be hilarious. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I will, I will, there is a place out in Pennsylvania um, that I'm kind of spending the whole day. For, uh, just on a photography tour so we're gonna like sneak in some equipment but it's sure. also so massive like there's a bunch of buildings so I'm just gonna like hide away from all my friends and just like go hide in a building and make it <laughs> <laughs> that'd be perfect that sounds like the right? perfect plan so it's yeah gonna be fun. it's gonna be fun it might be a shit show but it'll be fun nice <laughs> cool um well thanks for doing the show and i'm excited to see all your future investigations should be awesome real chills is produced by meg getz and Alyssa jaskowski the show is edited by dan getz theme music by sam williamson and artwork by buffy the design slayer subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on instagram and tiktok at real chills podcast Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.